right, welcome to Hobby Time with Dirk Nasty. My name is Keith. I go by Dirk Nasty on Twitter and Discord. And, uh, you know, I, I started this podcast basically just to get out some of my thoughts and research some of the things that I, that I do on my own, sort of out of my head on the hobbies that, you know, I enjoy participating in. So primarily right now, especially that's basketball, sports cards, NFTs and digital collectibles and, you know, a little bit in crypto as well. I'm one of those people who just likes data. So I I do a lot of work for fun, basically trying to gain an edge essentially through, you know, reviewing and pouring through the data and seeing, you know, seeing where there's an opportunity. And, you know, I thought I'd share that with with you all. I would love to hear your feedback and you can always reach me on Twitter at Dirk Nashti or you can email DirkNashtyPod at gmail.com and I promise I'll get back to you. All right, now, now let's get to the good stuff. So I'm going to start at the top now. Again, I, I reviewed over 190 different players individually. Went through you know every single page, every single player's page individually, and I pulled out about 20, 25 or so that I had uh, essentially like in my someone that I might be looking at. And I've also pulled some of their card stats here just to just to get an idea of like how much they're they're currently costing. So. <clears throat> I only rated two of these guys kind of a five out of five and that that five out of five is just totally subjective. It's just my, my way, my first pass at, you know, is this someone that I I'm interested in? Um, but I've got, I've got two, two fives, one, two, three, four, seven fours and a handful of threes. Most everybody else were, you know, just someone that I probably will just wait on or, you know, just watch and enjoy, but not necessarily collect. So those those two number fives are Tyrese Maxey and Anthony Edwards. So with Maxey, I'm convinced that he is going to be a star. You know, a self-creator, a good shooter, gets to the rim, shoots threes well, limits turnovers, gets his teammates involved. Like, it seems to me like he, he does have everything he needs to be a, an actual, you know, all-NBA type player down the line. And Anthony Edwards, he, he's kind of, you know, from an efficiency standpoint, he's actually about league average, essentially from everywhere. But as a high usage guard, he to me, at least what I saw when I when I got to watch him, he had really high defensive energy. He's got a great personality, and of course, he's got the huge highlight dunks. And he's on a team that you know did at least had a very interesting first round matchup. If he mains, maintains some of those defensive flashes, like I can totally see All NBA uh, and a primary creator on a good team. So I'm all in. Well, I'm not all in because I don't have much at all of Maxi or Edwards, but I'm definitely looking for them. Now, <clears throat> Maxi's PSA 10 Prism Silver is around 420 bucks. Now, there's only 82 of them, and it's, most of it's due to just the PSA shutdown. And his his raw is 50 dollars. Now. The, the silver prism is about half of what Anthony Edwards is. It's around 875-ish with about a ninth or so of the population. Now, I expect that population to go up, especially as PSA continues to lower prices. Like even today or yesterday, there were rumors that they're going to open up value submissions again. Uh, I haven't looked into it all that much to see if it's true. But his raw cards, his raw silvers are about 50 bucks and Anthony Edwards are about 180 80. So, you know, still even a, a third of the cost for, for a raw silver, the different types of players. I'm not comparing the two players against each other, but just from a card perspective, you know, Maxi's cards are pretty affordable still. I don't know. Affordable. Maybe it's not the right word, especially when I compare it to some of these other guys, but interesting at, at least. Now I want to get into my fours. Cause I think this is, this is probably where the more interesting plays are. The first guy I want to talk about is Brandon Ingram, and he's probably my favorite guy that I looked at uh, in terms of someone that people might be overlooking now. Now, he had a great playoffs. Uh, it was pretty – a lot of people were watching, and he, he did great this year. His three-point took his three point shooting took a hit, but his mid-range, you know, his shots from 10 to 16 feet, attempt rate and field goal percentage were both way, way up. His assist rate and rebound rate were both way up as well. Essentially, he seems to be settling into who he is, and he's still only 24. So he's had six years in the league. Now, let, I want to talk about his age real quick. He wasn't like Devin Booker was the youngest person in that draft class, um, but Brandon Ingram, pretty young himself. Listen to this. I actually went and dug into his age. He's 
younger than Kevin Garnett was or when he was drafted. He was younger than Kevin Garnett was when he came out basically the same age as Darius Miles was when he came out. Both of those dudes came straight out of high school in his own draft class. He's younger than Jalen Brown and Jamal Murray. Uh, among 2007 draftees, 2017 draftees, he is younger than Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, and OG Ananobi. So currently he's, he's younger than those guys. He's barely over, older than Lonzo, John Collins, and Jonathan Isaac. In 2018, so this is two years after he's drafted, he's older than Mikal Bridges is today. And he's six, he's only six months older than Miles Bridges is. And again, we're talking about Brendan Ingram here. From the 2019 draft class, he's he is younger than Matisse Thibel, younger than Brandon Clark. He's only three months older than DeAndre Hunter and only six months older than someone like, let's say, Rui Hachimura. Going to the 2020 draft class. So now we're talking one, two, three, four. Four, four seasons after he was drafted. He's only six months older than Obi Toppin, only three months older than uh, Peyton Pritchard, and only nine months older than Desmond Bain. In 2021 draft class, he's, he is younger than Chris Duarte is today. He's exactly, almost exactly one year older than Davion Mitchell and only 13 months older than his teammate Herbert Jones. So he's been in the league a long time, but he's still a young guy. He's 24. He'll turn 25. I think it was September. I, I like Brandon Ingram from a from an investment standpoint. He's one of the guys that I'm looking at on this list that I that I say like, could he, as he gets to be, let's say 27, 26, 27, 28, can he lead a team, you know, deep into the playoffs? I think the answer might be yes, and especially on a team that's got Zion coming back, if assuming Zion is still there, CJ McCollum as a you know a a number two or three uh, scorer on that team. I, I think Brandon Ingram is someone that we should be taking a look at. He's definitely someone that I'm taking a look at from a car perspective. His PSA tens are about 400 bucks. There's only 186 of the prism silver PSA tens. So pretty low pop. The raws are selling for about 80 and you compare that to Jamal Murray, who's only 25 older than, like I said, older than, um, than Brandon Ingram is. Who I also had uh, in the same in the same category as Ingram. You know, Murray is 25. He's been incredibly consistent the last four years. You know, the injury is a negative, but may have room for improvement still. So I, I like Jamal Murray as well. But his PSA 10 silvers are $600. So that's 50% more than Brendan Ingram's, with a, almost exactly the same pop count, and the raws go for actually a, about the same amount. Now I, I was I've actually looked at both of these guys. You know, some of these don't really pop up all that often. And I, I think I think now is probably the time to, to get in because if, if the if either one of them, you know, lead their team really deep into the playoffs. Now Murray probably won't be leading the Nuggets, but he'll be a big part of, he'll be a big part of it. Then I, I could see those cards like really kind of jump up and be difficult to find. They're 2016, 17 prisms. Uh so both of those guys I'm looking at, but Ingram, again, is probably my favorite play that I've looked at uh, in, the, in this exercise. A few other guys that I had rated in the, in the kind of four category, DeJounte Murray, Shea, Gilgis Alexander, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole, Tyrese Halliburton. Now, a lot of these guys are pretty similar, actually, when you talk about Shea, Hero, Poole, Halliburton. Um, you know, Murray, he's nearly 26. DeJounte Murray is nearly 26. He did miss a whole season, season due to injury. He has showed steady improvement, you know, in his five years in the league. Significant improvement this season, up to 22, 9, and 10 per 36. So that's nearly a triple-double and you know, per 36 minutes. His usage rate is up. His assist rate was way, way up, and turnover percentage was down. He's a career 33% three-point shooter, and took, but, but this year he took significantly more off the dribble. Like, I, I do like to see that self-creation. Uh, and, you know, I hadn't really talked about this. Why do I like to see self-creation? Well, one of, the, one of the reasons is as the shot clock goes down or maybe let's say the game is on the line, right? And we don't have time to draw up a play or, you know, who, who is it on your team that you're going to hand the ball to and say, get me a bucket? You know, especially if you're not able to draw up a play or, or the play that you ran, you know, got sniffed out or whatever. Like, can these guys do that? And for some of the guys that, that can't create for themselves, like they're essentially just reliant on someone getting them the ball. So I do like to see that self-creation. Shea Gilgis Alexander. You know, a great start, terrible team, high usage, good efficiency, high assists, gets to the rim, shoots efficiently from everywhere, creates his own shot incredibly well. 
Tyler Hero, good shooter, shot creator. Can he be the starter on the team? I I, I don't know. I mean, apparently he recently said that that's something that he's expecting. I, th- I think some people are probably making a big deal out about a bigger deal about that than it, than they should. I mean, most six men right are going to say that they deserve to start, especially a one as young as Tyler Hero. Like, I don't think that's a problem. I think that's probably probably even what you want. Will he lead the team in scoring going forward? He, you know, he might. But my biggest question about him is like, can he play def- defense enough to be at, you know, an All Star level or really more so an All NBA level? I I don't know. Jordan Poole had an incredible season. You know, he shoots it well. He's got this really tricky style, really slick handle, right? And he shoots it from all areas really well. He gets to the rim. Uh, he Well, from what I saw, he's so good at getting to the rim that I wish that he did it more. You know, he takes a lot of jump shots, which is fine because he hits them at a high rate. But I do think he'll probably need to be able to get to the rim or at least into the paint a little bit more. Uh, but even in this playoffs, like his minutes and scoring have gone down with each successive series. And I think that's all due to his defense, right? If he never improves his on-ball defense, like he'll continue to be hunted and may get stuck into that six-man scorer type role. But if he shows that he can succeed Steph and Clay, right? I think he's got the swagger and offensive game to be like a superstar. And I've already mentioned this a couple of times. And the same also goes kind of for DeJounte Murray as well. But, you know, they he had one of the biggest turnarounds I've ever seen in terms of looking at his rookie stats and how um, destructive he was essentially as a rookie to his second and third year. So huge, huge improvements, at least from a stat perspective. And Tyrese Halliburton was the last one in this group. And then I'll go back and talk about their cards. Halliburton, highly efficient primary creator. You know, he scores well off the bounce. He gets his teammate involved, you know, and when he got traded to Indiana, he had a 38% assist rate, which is super high. 40% career from three. Creates 40% of his own threes and 65% of his own twos. All-star seems almost even likely, but what I what I want to know for Halliburton is like, can he take it to the all-NBA level and can he lead a team to you know playoff success? I, I don't know, but I've got him highly rated. I'll definitely be looking for some of his stuff. Now, in terms of their card prices, you know, DeJounte, DeJounte Murray's PSA 10 is the highest of all of all the guys that just went through at 550. He's also the oldest, the and one of the lowest pop guys. Tyrese Halliburton actually has the lowest pop, but that's again because of the timing of the Prism release in relation to the PSA shutdown and the cost for PSA cards since then. Um, but only 131 Prism Silver PSA tins for Dejounte Murray. I got the I got the price at about 550 dollars and a raw for a hundred. It's a five and a half to one ratio. And by the way, that ratio is something I want to go into in another podcast. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, $375 for a PSA Prism Silver 10 with 512 of those in existence today. Um, But the raw Prism Silver is about $35. That's over a 10 to one, right? You compare that to to DeJounte Murray's five and a half to one, Shea's uh, 10 to one. You know the, the Thunder are terrible, but at some point I think they just at some point they're just going to have to do something with all these assets. Tyler Hero, you know, two hundred and twenty-five dollars for his Prism PSA ten. He's got the highest pop of all of the guys that I just ran through the five the five that I just talked about, seven hundred and eighty-six, um, and his Prism Silver Raw is twenty-five dollars, so almost a ten to one uh, ratio there as well. Jordan Poole, his PSA. 10 prism silver is $475 with a pop count over, you know, just over 600. And his, his raw prism silver is about $80. Now this is interesting because at least to me, because you know, heroes 10 to raw ratio is 10 to one, almost 10 to one pools. PSA 10 to raw ratio is like six to one. Uh, I, I think that probably means either one of those, Either the PSA 10s need to go up or the Raws need to come down. It's probably going to be the latter, right? $80 at some point, you know, I I expect that to come down some this summer, regardless of what happens in the playoffs, unless he just has like a game seven, you know, game winners or something like that. And Halliburton is essentially one of the lowest, you know, next to Hero in terms of his prices. Part of that is because of his draft year, 2020 and 2021 Prism. 
$375 for a PSA 10. There's only 25 of those in existence uh, and a $30 for a raw. Now, again, only 25 of those, that's all, all due to timing. There will definitely be more as, um, as the PSA cost come down. Um, but you know, someone that I'm interested in, maybe a little bit less though, less so than some of these other guys. Now I've got 18 other guys that I want to talk about real quick. Um, and, and I just want to reset again, you know, what I was doing was looking at stats first. So I tried to clear my mind, right. Of all the, of all the other stuff and just look at their stats and say like, is this someone that I could see, uh, you know, improving or being worth investing in from a card perspective that is not a rookie because I've beat those to death at this point and is not an all-star or all NBA player yet. I, I've got, I've got notes on all of them. I, I probably won't go through all of them, but there's a lot of names in here that I think a lot of, that people are interested in. And even some guys that I you know really enjoy watching that I'm kind of on the fence about in terms of like, should I invest? The good news is a lot of them have, you know, raw prism silvers between say two and 10, 12 bucks. So let's talk about them. So, Christian Wood was the first, like, I, I'm just going to mention him. He doesn't even have a Prism Silver, doesn't, wasn't in the Prism set that year. But 22 and 11 per 36 for his career. He's improving his three-point percentage, improved his assist rate. He's a very effective, efficient player. I think he just kind of needs that maturity and consistency, especially, you know, if he is one of the guys that might be on the move, right? Especially if he goes to a contender, like, let's say, the Mavericks. Uh, could be really interesting. He's the only, like, kind of, at least guys that I would say is a true center in this list that I'm, that I'm potentially looking at. I, I don't really even know where to go in terms of investing in Christian, Christian Wood, so I probably won't. Uh, but someone that, you know, from a stat perspective, looks pretty good. Other guys, Miles Bridges. You know, he's super exciting to watch. He showed significant improvement. He's efficient. He finishes well. He flashed good three-point shooting. He improved his passing and turnover rate. He's 27-4 and four with a block and a steal per 36. And, you know, he had, he had a big jump in scoring this year. He's definitely someone that I'm looking at buying. His raw Prism Silver is about 18 bucks. His PSA 10 is 150. Uh, and there's 700 plus of those currently currently out there now. He was 2018-19 class. OG Ananobi is someone else I'm looking at, you know, and I've even heard chatter recently that he may be a trade candidate this, this offseason. Offense dipped in more of an on-ball role this year, at least in terms of his efficiency. But it's someone that I'm looking at, right? He's one of the kind of premier kind of defensive wings. And if he can show that he can be an offensive player, someone that's, say, a second or third option on a, on a championship caliber team or playoff caliber team, uh, someone that I'm, that I'm looking at. I already talked about the, the rookie lot that I bought of his with some, some really low-numbered cards. That's essentially probably all I'll do for, for OG, but, you know, s someone that I'm interested in for sure. John Collins is another. Uh, you know, usage, efficiency, rebounds, all decreased this year. Uh, his three-point shot rate went up, and and he is a pretty good shooter. So the the question with John Collins essentially is just, is he a good role player, or is there potential for him to grow his game and be like a leader, not the leader necessarily, but a leader on a on a really good team? His self-creation rate is really low, which he's not really a post. Uh, he's not really a post player. He's not. He's definitely not an on-ball player. He's kind of a a roller slash popper. I, I don't know. I mean, his Prism Silver is five dollars, right? Raw, fifty dollars PSA ten. So low low risk. Uh, I don't know if the reward is really that high either. So I don't. I don't even know if I would say low risk, high reward. But you know, someone to consider if you want to buy for five and sell for eight or ten or twelve. Kyle Kuzma is another, uh, but. You know, he's had some across his career, he's had some big per game fluctuations, right? Scored a lot, scored a little bit less, scored a lot again, scored a little bit less. But his per 36 numbers have been very steady, so that you know, it's really more about the minutes that he's getting on the different teams. The thing that changed in Washington was his rebound and assist percent uh, both went up, as well as self creation rates. Now he's 26 because he spent three years in college. Um, I'm interested, right? I just kind of wonder like who, who he is. And can he can he lead a winning team? I, probably not. I, I think that's probably probably not the case. But again, Prism Silver Raw is eight dollars. PSA ten is seventy five. So again, you know, someone that I'm looking if I'm looking at him, I'm probably looking at a raw card if it comes up. See if I can get it for cheap and maybe sell it for you know again twelve fifteen bucks 
if he if Washington comes out of the gate and looks pretty good. Uh, especially if Bradley Beal isn't there anymore. Jonathan Isaac is another one that I'm interested in. His injury history is an absolute mess. <laughs> um, but you know, when I compare him to like Patrick Williams, who I'm actually going to look at in a, in a little bit, and other guys who are expected to be kind of very strong defensive fours, uh, Jonathan Isaac, to me, so far, it kind of looks like the best, right? So his defensive numbers are off the charts. His offensive numbers are actually all pretty good uh, for a young player. Now, he will be 25 soon. Um, so I think be, due to his relative lack of playing time due to his injuries, I think we probably think he's a little bit younger than he actually is. Um, his PSA 10 is $100. Again, that's Prism Silver. Um, but Raw is about 8 bucks. Now, <clears throat> something to keep in mind, and I mentioned this already, but a lot of these don't come up, you know, when you talk about Prism Silvers, we probably think that they're available everywhere all the time for a lot of the, a lot of these players. Now for the ones that I'm talking about, they're, they're not necessarily like, I'm going to get to Jaron Jackson a little bit. I'm sure you can go on eBay today and find a Prism Silver, you know, Jaron Jackson for, for about comp prices. But for some of these other guys, it's actually somewhat difficult. They're, they're not all like readily available, but you know, I probably have to set some some search alerts and stuff like that. Of this entire group, Michael Porter Jr. has the highest raw Prism Silver costs at fifty dollars. Uh, now his PSA ten Prism Silver is not the highest, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but that's about two two hundred dollars. He also has the highest pop count, over two thousand PSA ten Prism Silvers uh, out there for Michael Porter Jr. Um, but his, you know, PSA 10 to raw rate is four to one. It's the lowest that I've talked about so far. I, I think that just means that $50 for a raw prism silver is like far too high. So, I, so that probably means he's not something I'm, someone I'm really that interested in. And yes, I have him in a group lower than most people do. I think most people expect him to come in and be like the superstar, you know, the guy that's going to lift Denver and, and maybe he will. Maybe he is that guy. I, I just, it's not someone that I, I really see as leading leading a team uh, or being super collectible, except for the fact that people have a lot of money invested in him and his card market will um, probably be pretty strong if he, if he turns out to be um, as good as people are expecting. He is an elite, elite three-point shooter. I've already talked about this in, a, in another pod. He's, a, he's an elite three-point shooter, no question. Catch and, but, he's, but he's just a catch-and-shoot guy. He's not a great defender. He's an average rebounder, and he doesn't create his own offense, and he and he doesn't pass. It's like I I don't think that he's like the superstar that everyone wants. I do have him in this group, but just due to his prices, he's not someone that I'm buying right now. Patrick Williams, I mentioned him a second ago. He's only 20 still. Uh, for his career, he's finished well from from pretty much everywhere. He gets to the free throw line. Uh, he shoots well. He defends well. I think he still maintains like enormous potential. I just don't know if he's a a person that. Uh, you know, an offense is going to run through, but maybe I, I'm definitely interested. His, his raws are about 20 bucks. His PSA tens are $200, uh, but there's only 55 of those. Again, I expect that there will be more when PSA pricing comes down. Um, but, but who knows, maybe not all that much, right? Like, I don't know if it makes sense to pay 30 bucks, even, even if PSA comes down to 30, I don't know if it, how much sense it makes to pay 30 bucks for a card that you can get for 20 you know, you have to do that four times and hope for it. I, I, I don't know. Jaron Jackson Jr., I mentioned him a second ago. His PSA 10s are 120. His raws are about 20. And he's got over 1,000 PSA 10s. His efficiency really dropped off uh, from an offensive standpoint. But, you know, he's still a focus on an up-and-coming, exciting team. He shoots worse from the corners than above the break, which is weird. Uh, and, and that's been the case his whole career. He's he's got to figure out how to get his fouling under control, but of course he's an excellent defensive player. He led the league in blocks this year, but just from a shooting perspective, he can be a good shooter. But forty two percent from a from a forward slash center just isn't going to cut it offensively. A couple of guys that maybe shouldn't be in this group, you know, this is essentially my first pass. But like Lonzo Ball and Malik Monk, um, they've probably been in the league long enough to kind of show who they are. 
and I, I don't know Malik Monk Prism Silver if I can get it for five bucks or something something like that it might be something I'm interested in Lonzo maybe a little bit less so uh, interesting though Malik Monk's raw is again about five bucks his silver his PSA ten is about ninety six so that's what is that almost like nineteen to one uh, from a, from a ratio perspective and most of that's just because it just doesn't make sense to fin- to send in a five dollar card, right? For for thirty bucks or fifty bucks or a hundred bucks to get graded. And I think in this case, if I, you know, I might be looking at the five dollar raws just because it's only five bucks. But if I was really interested in Malik Monk, like I would probably be looking for that PSA ten. Um, you know, he's he's been shooting better the last couple of years. He creates his own offense. He's still only twenty four, um, despite having five seasons in the league. But for his career, you know, he's only started like 12% of his games. Like, I don't know if that, that just means his teams and coaches just are not seeing a player that can lead a team or they're just seeing someone who fits better off the bench. Maybe it's defensive um, issues. I haven't had a chance to watch Malik Monk that much, but from an, from a stats perspective, like his offensive stats are pretty good. A few other, and then I'll wrap it up. So De'Aaron Fox, he, he, he has, you know, he's 24 years old. He's not a great defender and he's never led a winning team in terms of record his team's never had a winning winning record however you know 25 point per game scores like don't don't really grow on trees like there's not that many people in the league that that have averaged 25 points per game you know in any season he finishes effectively from everywhere including like long twos except for behind the three-point line so he's not a great three-point shooter but he shoots long twos pretty well i don't know it just kind of seems like maybe maybe sacramento just hasn't found the right fit or situation for him but truthfully, he just can't be like an outstanding all NBA caliber player if he's only hitting threes at 29%, you know, as a as a point guard. And and the other the other thing too is he takes 20 he takes a quarter of his shots out from three where he where he only hits 29%. It's like that's just not it's just not good enough. Um and and because of his size, like I don't even know if he can shoot the three less, right? He's just got to figure out how to how to knock those down. Um I I personally I love watching De'Aaron Fox play, especially when he kind of hits that second gear and gets a full head of steam. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about him. He's $35 for a raw, a raw prism silver, 240 for a PSA 10, probably outside of what I'm looking for based on what I've, what I've observed when looking at his stats. Um, but again, you know, I, I do really like watching him play. Now, Colin Sexton is someone that I'm interested in. And he's another guy who, Average 25, basically, I think it was just a shade less than 25 points per game, not last season, but the season before. You know, he's going to be coming back to a good team, or maybe he'll be moved to, to another team. And he's not really a point guard. He's kind of an undersized scoring guard, right, in your Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole, maybe even Jalen Brunson mold. But from a from a scoring perspective, is just as efficient as really all of those guys. The other thing too is, you know, I think a lot of people think that he's going to come back to the Cavs, and now that they've got, uh, you know, Evan Mobley and Darius Garland took a step to be to be like a lead ball handler, that he's just going to come back and be sort of an ancillary piece. But what if he doesn't? Right? What if he comes back and is one of the major cogs of that of that team, uh, and they figure out a way to to work together with or work out the rotations with Garland and Sexton, like. I think he's someone that maybe we forgot about, especially as the summer wears on. Uh, I'm definitely looking at it. You know, the Prism Silvers Raws Raw is about 20 bucks. PSA 10 about 180. That's again, it's about nine to one. 20, 20 is still a little more than I was hoping to pay. You know, if if I if it comes down to like say the 12 to 15 dollar range, like I might I might definitely be interested in in it, and I'm definitely submitting some best offers and. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking. I think Sexton is someone that we sh- that we maybe should be looking at. Now compare that to Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons, his PSA tens, uh, Prism Silvers are also $180, almost the exact same cost. And let's go to Jalen Brunson as well. All three of these guys are 2018-19 draft class. His PSA ten Prism Silvers are 160. So very very similar in terms of cost. Uh, but Simons Raws are $35, right? That's, uh, what is that? 75% more than um, Colin Sexton's. 
that, that, that something's just not adding up. And he's also got significantly higher uh, pop count in his PSA 10 silvers. Now, my biggest concern with Simons is he just doesn't get to the rim or the free throw line, like ever, right? He's a great shooter. He's becoming a better passer. I kind of think he's got to figure out how to either draw some fouls or get to the rim or, or preferably both. Like knocking down threes just doesn't seem to be enough to kind of get to that next level. You know, even his teammate, Damian Lillard, does those things and has become better and better at getting to the line. And he gets to, and he does get to the rim more than people think. Uh, I, I think Simons has got to figure out how to do that. I, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, Sexton is better or anything like that. But I'm, when I look at the prices, like I'm definitely more interested in Colin Sexton than I am Anthony Simons. Jalen Brunson, <clears throat> he's a he's an excellent finisher from everywhere. He's on my Mavericks and he's probably, you know, I love Luca, but he's probably my current favorite Maverick. Um, he's a winner, right? Two national championships at, at Villanova leading those teams. I think from a plus minus perspective, he's highly positive. I would love to see where he ends up. Again, his PSA 10 silvers are about the same price as Sexton's and Simon's. Pop is way, way lower, uh, only 190 or so. That's less than half of the Colin Sexton uh, PSA 10s. And his raw, his raw Prism Silver price is about 13 bucks. Uh, again, another guy. I, I sold most of my Brunson after his big time. Uh, per, I think it was a 43-point performance in the Utah Jazz series. But I will be looking to buy some back this summer uh, for for cheaper. A few other guys <clears throat> quickly, and then I'm then I'm all all done. So now this one probably doesn't belong in this group at all. But Jalen Noel, I actually am interested in. He's got hasn't had a chance to really play all that much in terms of a minutes perspective, but he shot 39% from three last season. His assist rate was way up uh, to 20%, which is pretty good, for, especially for someone that's not on the ball all that often. And he even created his own twos and threes more. So he's getting his teammates involved. He's creating his own shot more uh, and he's shooting it well. Like those are the kinds of things I'm looking for. You know, I don't know much about him defensively, but he has shown the ability to get to, get to the free throw line. Um, it seems to me that he, he might show that he's a player either in Minnesota or somewhere else. And for two bucks, you can pick up his, uh, prism silver when, when they come up and for only 25 bucks, his PSA 10 prism silver, like that, that to me seems like it's a, it's worth, it's worth the, it's worth the risk. Now, Desmond Bain, everybody loves Desmond Bain. Why don't I have him higher? Now he's essentially exactly as efficient as he was his rookie season and his shots essentially came from more or less the same place uh, on the court. The thing that was the big difference for Desmond Bain is his usage rate really jumped up. His assist rate was up. His self-creation was up. And he's a positive defensively. I still just have, like, I just have reservations about these guys that are primarily catch-and-shoot guys. Now, Bain is maybe is showing that he's more than that. Uh, but will he be Clay? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think those guys come around all that often. Desmond Bain may be it. But 22 bucks for a raw prism silver, $400 for a PSA 10 uh, raw prism silver. That's almost 20 to 1. And that is, again, because he was 2020, 20, 21. Uh, prism class, and at least at the time that I pulled the PELP report, there was only 27 PSA 10s of, of his. So pop is super, super low. Not very many people have those right now, I expect that that will go up uh, throughout the summer as prices go down and more people will continue to get their cards returned. Uh, but remember, you know, he really didn't have his big jump at the time that people were able to submit cards, you know, for pretty cheap. So <clears throat> the final is Kevin Porter Jr. Three years in the league and some off, off the field, um, you know, personal personality issues. And maybe not off the field. Well, that would be court anyway, but off the court, from as far as I can tell, it's nothing like criminal. Just uh, not not necessarily easy to easy person to have in the locker room. At least that's what I've heard so far. But I do still think that he has the talent talent to be a player. Self creator, thirty percent assist rate. You know his three point attempt rate has gone up year over year. I think his star has fallen some. Uh, but if I can find a great card at a at a great price. You know, someone that I'm interested in. 13 bucks for his Prism Silver Raw, 120 for his PSA 10, and there's about a thousand of those on the on the market.
All right, so let's wrap this up. I've talked about 26 players. I've mentioned their PSA 10 and raw prism silver prices. And now I want now what I did was kind of group them into price bands, right? Just to understand like how how, how much does one person cost compared to the other? And tried to make a plan, I guess, about how I wanted to to address these if I'm looking to buy them in the offseason. So <clears throat> I'm gonna start with Anthony Edwards, because of the twenty of the twenty-five or twenty-six players that I talked about, he's by far has the highest price. So his PSA ten, as I mentioned, was eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. His raw card, his raw silver is one hundred and eighty. Actually, let me digress just for a second. That's that's a, about a five to one ratio. It and in, in a preview for my next episode, I, I'm going to be reviewing some sets, some parallels, some years against each other, and trying to understand, you know, wh- what kind of ratios should we be looking at? For Prism Silvers, a PSA ten to raw historically has been about five to one, or at least currently is about five to one. So if a if a raw Prism Silver sells for fifty, I'd expect the PSA ten to sell for about two fifty. So going back to Anthony Edwards, that, that's right at five to one. Now, personally, for me, eight hundred and seventy-five dollars for a PSA ten, or even one hundred and eighty for for a raw Prism Silver is, is too much. I'm gonna have I, I like Anthony Edwards a lot, but I'm gonna have to find other ways to get into him. I, I won't be looking at Prism Silvers. Um, <clears throat> moving to to my like next most liked player is Tyrese Maxey. So his raw prism silver right now has been selling for about 50 bucks. Michael Porter Jr.'s also has been selling for about 50 bucks. Now there's some huge differences in these two, not just in terms of their their position and play style and all of that, but the Tyrese Maxi has only 82 PSA 10s, and that's again due to his draft class, the PSA shutdown and and all of that. Michael Porter Jr. of this entire list has by far the most PSA 10 prism silvers at over 2000. Now, as you might expect, Maxi's PSA 10 price is 421, and and Porter Jr.'s is significantly lower than that at 200. So, from a um, from a ratio perspective, for for Maxi, that's 8.4 to one, uh, and for Porter Michael Porter Jr. MPJ, it's four to one. So, a, a huge difference there, right? Like. If I were buying Maxi, and I'm definitely looking to do that, I mentioned I might might have missed the boat, but I, I'm still looking to figure out another way to get in. I'm certainly looking at raw prism silvers. I do believe, especially with the year that he had and kind of the hype he has going into the year, that there will be more, um, more prism silvers graded by PSA, more more PSA tens coming out. And I, you know, I expect that pop to go up, which, you know, I, I don't know that I would necessarily say for some of some of the guys, but for Tyrese Maxey, I definitely do. When that pop goes up, I expect that price to come closer, come down closer to a five to one ratio. Uh, and and think of it another way: if his raw prism silver goes from fifty to eighty bucks, that's a sixty percent increase, right? The PSA ten would need to go to about six hundred and seventy five uh, in order to have a commiserate price increase. And it just, from what I've been looking at, it just doesn't seem like that's as likely to happen if the pop goes up. Now, if the pop doesn't go up this summer, maybe that's a mistake because it's super low pop. And if, if there are people who only collect PSA 10s, uh, they may be willing to pay a premium for it. Right now, there is a premium on it. So I'm looking for raw raw cards of Tyrese Maxi, at least as far as Prism goes. Uh, MPJ, I'm not. I mentioned I'm not looking at him so much, but if I was, I'd be looking at his PSA 10 at four to one. It's actually below sort of where where we would expect um, from a ratio perspective. Brandon Ingram and Jordan Poole, both PSA 10s, or Ingram's PSA 10 is 400, Poole's is 475. Ingram's raw silver is 80, Poole's raw silver is 80. And I've been I've been looking at kind of recent sales last 90 days. And if there's enough volume, I'm really only looking at the last 30 or so days, trying to get an understanding of where the, where the prices are currently. Both of those ratios are about five to one. Of the two, I actually think, you know, if we're talking about who is most likely to potentially sort of lead their team, lead their team, not be on the team, but lead the team to 
uh, you know, final success and championship success or deep in the playoffs. I, I think Brendan Ingram actually profiles, uh, profiles a little bit higher in that area. And I'm certainly looking to get into Brandon Ingram. Two others that I also like are Jamal Murray and DeJounte Murray. Uh, again, PSA 10, Jamal Murray is a 600, DeJounte Murray is 550. Raw, Prism Silver, 85 for Jamal, 100 for DeJounte. So the Jamal Murray's ratio, 10, 10 to raw ratio is about 7 to 1. And DeJounte Murray's is about five and a half to one. So, so DeJounte is kind of right where we expect. Of the two players, I actually like Jamal Murray better, given the higher 10 to one ratio, the PSA 10 to raw ratio. Raw is the place I, I would go, but similar to Brendan Ingram, 80 to 85 bucks for a raw prism silver is a little bit more than I was, uh, you know, sort of hoping for or looking for, if, especially if it comes down this summer say even 20 bucks or so, then I will certainly be pouncing. Two others are Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Tyrese Halliburton. And again, their pricing is significantly similar, um, but very different than what we've looked at so, so far. So both PSA 10 Prism Silvers are about $375. And both raw Prism Silvers are 30 to $35. When you take the, when you look at the ratio of those, it's over 10 to one for both with Shea being a 2018 and 19 draft class. Like I, that surprises me a little bit. I would have expected his market to be, I guess, more settled, right? Closer to that five to one. He has 512 PSA 10 prism silvers. So for, for him, especially, I'm certainly looking for raw prism silvers again with the idea being if it goes up, you know, if he has a big jump or okay, so he starts to do something, I'm, I'm just expecting a higher a higher percentage gain in his raw card than his PSA 10. Now, Tyrese Halliburton is a 2020-21 draftee, which means that his pop counts are super, super low. There's only 25 PSA 10s. So <clears throat> similar to the Tyrese Maxi, I expect the 10 to come down if the pops go up. Now, I expect the pop to increase maybe less so than, than it will for Maxi. I believe Maxi's star is a little bit higher at the moment. And he's also on a significantly better team than the, than the Pacers. Um, so for him, I'm, I would also be and am also looking for raw prism silvers. Now, the next group I want to talk about is um, three similar-ish players, um, good offensive players with significant flaws, uh, whether it's defensively or, or even offensively. Those are Ty Tyler Hero, De'Aaron Fox, and Anthony Simons. From a PSA 10 perspective, Tyler Heroes is 225. De'Aaron Fox is 240 and Anthony Simons is a little bit lower at 180. Now, interestingly, I would have expected Tyler Heroes just because of the buzz that he had right at the boom to have the highest pop count, but actually it's Anthony Simons with over a thousand. There's only a few guys in this that have over a thousand. And all three of their raw prism silvers are between 25 and 35 bucks. Th those ratios work out to about nine, nine for Hero, seven for Fox and five for Anthony Simons. So because of that, if you're if you're a big believer in Anthony Simons, which I'm I'm on the fence about him. I I think I'm probably not looking for him this summer, but I would certainly be looking to get in on a PSA ten if that if that's within your price range. Uh, it it's not what I would be looking to spend on someone that I'm kind of on the fence about. Nor is thirty five nor is thirty five dollars uh, for the raw. So this group, I'm not I'm not I don't know that I'll actually be looking looking for them uh, this summer. Move, moving up to my to my next group, we've got again three similar-ish players with similar-ish card prices. So Miles Bridges, Patrick Williams, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Miles Bridges Prism Silver PSA ten is one fifty. The raw card is eighteen to twenty-ish for a ratio of eight dollars. I mean eight to one. Patrick Williams two hundred dollars for the ten, twenty for the raw for a ten to one, and Jaron Jackson one hundred and twenty. Uh, for the 10, 20 for the raw for a six to one ratio. So <clears throat> the thing that really sticks out to me again is Patrick Williams. Again, 2020 21 gla uh, class, meaning his pop is super, super small. But of the three players, I think I like Bridges the best. Uh, I like Jackson too, but I think I like Bridges the best. And again, mostly because of the ratio, I'm looking at raws over tens. I've got another similar group of four guards that, I, that I'm interested in. Those are Colin Sexton, Jalen Brunson, Desmond Bain, and Kevin Porter Jr. All four of their 
raw prism silver prices are between 13 and 22 bucks, which is, I understand, you know, 13 is not that close to 22 uh, in relativity. But the thing that makes them interesting to me is their ratios are all really high. And only one of these guys is a 2020 draftee. So Colin Sexton's t PSA 10 is 180. His raw card is 20. That's a 9 to 1 ratio. Brunson is 160 to 13. That's a 12 to 1 ratio. Desmond Baines is 400 to 22. That's an 18 to 1 ratio. And Kevin Porter is 120 to 13. That's 9 to 1. So all three of these guys have really high PSA 10 to raw ratios. They also have the, in general, like Brunson and Porter especially have the lowest raw card prices that we've looked at so far. And when you get into this area, I, I started thinking like, what if we added additional costs for shipping uh, and taxes? So I just added five bucks to both the PSA 10 and the raw and recalculated the ratio. And it's going to make a big difference the rest of the way. Kevin Porter Jr.'s was nine. If I add in that five bucks, you know, for shipping and tax and so on, and let's say you're buying on eBay, uh, that goes down to seven to one, less than seven to one. For Jalen Brunson, it was at 12 to one. It goes down to about nine to one. So you're starting to get closer and closer, and that'll be even more apparent in the next group. But for but still, all, all four of these ratios are higher than uh, five to one, and, and even seven to one is significantly higher than five to one. So I'm looking at raw cards for all four of these guys. Now, moving to my, my next and almost last group, I've got six guys. This is the, big, this is the biggest group and band uh, in, in my section. That is OG Ananobi, John Collins, Kyle Kuzma, Jonathan Isaac, Lonzo Ball, Malik Mock. Of the six, only OG Ananobi has a, has a PSA 10 to 1 ratio close to 5 to 1. And when I add the five, the five bucks on both sides... It actually comes down to four to one. Now that to me says, if there is a reason to buy and sell OG Ananobi, I, I'm expecting the PSA PSA ten to increase at a higher rate than than the raw card would. So in this in this case, I would actually be looking for Prism Silver PSA tens of OG. John Collins, I'm on the fence about buying. You know, he's five bucks. Now I'm, I've talked about adding five bucks to to shipping on on the especially on the low end, right? The raw card value. For for eBay at least, you know, under twenty bucks, you can you can get shipping at a at a dollar or less. Or sometimes people list for free shipping. Uh, if you if you get these prices at that rate, then I would certainly be looking for for raw cards, right? If you can get a John Collins Prism Silver raw for five bucks and shipping a dollar or less, you're talking about nine to one ish on his PSA ten to raw ratio, and we would we would expect that to be closer to to five to one. Meaning, if there's a bump in his card, say he gets traded, for instance, I'm expecting the raw card to go up. Maybe it goes from 5 to 10, and I do not expect the PSA 10 to go from 50 to 100, for instance. Maybe that goes to 50 to 75 for a 50% increase versus a 100% increase. Kyle Kuzma, for 8 bucks, uh, I'll be looking at his Prism Silvers as well. Jonathan Isaac has the highest PSA 10, or the second highest PSA 10, uh, price in this group it's a hundred bucks that the raw is eight bucks I, I again looking for raw for jonathan isaac especially if i can get a good deal or maybe find some in in uh, some cheap lots or something lonzo i'm not looking at so much um just because of this group there's a couple guys i like a little better and his prices are the highest and then Malik Monk is an interesting one right when i when i say 96 dollars for his psa 10 and five dollars for his raw that's 19 to 1. That's the highest 10 to 1 ratio, uh, 10 to raw ratio in, in this entire group. Looking for Malik Monk, only raw cards, only super cheap. Uh, but again, you know, that's the, this, is, this is the kind of thing where I would expect it to go from maybe 5 to 10, whereas the, the PSA 10 maybe from 96 to, say, 125, right? If, if I had unlimited funds, then of course I'd, I'd, I would take a $30 bump over a $5 bump any day, but I've got to sp spread my money out, uh, figure out you know where I want to allocate that. Uh, so for me, it just makes more sense to keep the allocation low from Malik Monk, someone who I'm not, I, I don't want to be heavily invested in, uh, but I do think that there's opportunity for, for a, a price increase. And finally, uh, Jalen Noel was the last one I talked about. By far the lowest cost on in this group, $25 for the PSA 10, $2 for the, Raw. Again, these are Prism Silver prices. 
So if, if you can find a RAW with, you know, free shipping or low cost shipping, then uh, I'd be interested in that if you can get it from, you know, anywhere from two, three, maybe even four bucks. But the PSA 10 at $25, if I, if I can get that price, I'm probably taking it. So that's, that's uh, basically how I'm looking at using this. There are lots of guys that, I, that I'm looking at. I am trying to consider not just who do I like, what, what cards of theirs am I interested in, which versions of those cards, and specifically what grade ha- makes the most sense to, to spend my money on. And of course, you know, the guys that I mentioned at the, at the beginning of this summary, Shea, Tyrese Halliburton, Jamal Murray, Brandon Ingram, Tyrese Maxey, those are the guys that, I, that I'm more comfortable spending more money in. Uh, and then the, the, the guys that I talked about towards the end, you know, I'm looking to kind of get in cheaply, maybe make a few bucks. But one thing I, I don't recommend and I'm not going to be trying to do myself is I'm not trying to invest in all 26 of these guys. That doesn't make sense because I know all 26 will not will not increase. Right. So I'm trying to take a stand find find the deals when they when they come, get some of these below market price. And then even it, even if I have to sell it back at market price, you know, later when, once the season r- runs around, I'll still at least not be losing money. If I if I tried to put money into all of these guys, uh, I, I just feel like it'd be spreading myself too thin and taking away the upside. While it may l- limit some of the downside, I'm talking about low price, mid potential guys for the most part, and uh, I, I just don't know that it's it's really worth limiting the downside by also limiting your upside. So that's what I'm looking to do with this. I really appreciate your time. I'm very excited about my next episode. It'll be all about cards. I'm looking at optics, uh, base, optic, hollows, prism, base, prism, silvers across different years for different players and different grades and trying to get understanding of where is there, say, like, how is, how is the pop different and how does that relate to the price discrepancies? What is the ratio of prism silver to prism base? What is the ratio of optic hollow to op, to prism silver? And so on and so on and so on. That's you, you heard me use some of that in today's analysis. I think we can use that going forward. Anyway, again, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Uh, and I look forward to my next episode.